Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, we're back for another edition of the Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast here with Stuart Haslam, a special edition today because we have the Chief Investment Officer himself, Christian Nolting, on the phone from Frankfurt. Christian, hi, thanks for joining us. Hello, Stuart. Always a pleasure. It is indeed. And thanks so much to our listeners for dialing in as usual. Christian, let's kick straight off. And I wanted to give you a question uh, about the conversation I had with your colleague, Dirk Steffen, last week. And we titled that conversation in search of the circuit breaker. So what is that catalyst that's potentially going to move markets around from the downward trend that we've been on of late? And unfortunately, last week, we didn't see a circuit breaker, did we? Yeah, I think it's correct, Stuart. And it's from our perspective, that's why also Dirk talked about this. Very important to see that circuit breakers. So let me go through them if you want. So we had to discuss central banks. We had discussed the bond market and also China. And if you look last week, we didn't see massive change from central banks. We have a speech by Powell that he's flexible, which I think in a way was good news because um, he's saying he needs to react to inflation. And I think that's very important that the market understands the Fed is trying to let's say, close the gap and no longer be behind the curve, which I think is positive news for the market at least, but it's not enough for a circuit breaker. Um, then if you look at the bond market, is all the discussion about inflation. We have seen yields last week coming down a little bit, but that was not because inflation was a bit lower or sideways. It was because of growth fears. And of course, that's not the circuit breaker, which turns sentiment in the market. And then China, I think, is, is probably the circuit breaker, if you want, which could be realized if that's the right word first we've seen some news that shanghai is reopening which is good news but it certainly will take two three maybe even four weeks before the big backlog there is let's say worked through but if you ask me what could be a circuit breaker then probably china could be something we we could watch out for but last week we, we didn't see really a change there but maybe some hope at least i would say yeah, okay. So we look out for these things. I mean, Christian, I wanted to touch on um, something that is on the tip of many market commentators' tongues right now, and that is this risk of um, of economies set to, uh, some would say, even career into recession. These recessionary fears, how concerned are you about those fears and what impact do you expect them to have on the markets? Yeah, look, of course, you can be concerned by this because if central banks hike too fast, if you look a little bit at the track record of central banks, that oftentimes has led to recession. So I think it's very valid to look into that. Uh, and if you look, for example, at the Fed, at the track record to do like, uh, let's say, interest rate hikes without a recession, a so-called soft lending, they've managed to do that. But many more times they've managed to do uh, to run into recession. So it's not always their fault, don't get me wrong. But the soft lending is, is obviously not an easy task. And I would say at this point in time, it's quite late to the game. And if you look in history, if, if they were starting late hiking, the probability of a soft lending is even lower. So that's something I think we need to take into account. The question is, when would that recession happen? And normally it doesn't happen when the central bank starts to hike. It happens uh, at, at, say, 18 to 24 months later. So think of next year for that. But the market, obviously, Stuart, seems to price in this recession right now. If you look, we have lost uh, roughly 19% from the top. And uh, if you look a little bit, uh, if history is any guidance, which we always normally say is not for future, but uh, I think it's still interesting to look at the average downturn in recession is 24. 
So that means another 5% downside if, if there's like an average recession. And if that's not the case, of course, then there's also upside in the market. So that's also something to, to have a look at. And maybe to bombard you with more numbers, if that's okay, if you look at this setback, if it's not a recession right now, it's the sixth worth we have in history. Um, and two, let's say, um, downturns I want to mention, which also didn't end in recession, I found quite interesting. One was... Uh, not so, not so long ago, September 18, where also we talked about quantitative tightening and Fed hikes, so sounds familiar, didn't end in recession. Another um, event I, I could mention is 1998, especially July, where we had the LTCM crisis, many of you will remember this, and the Russian default also sounds familiar. So um, that also did not end in recession and was a bit worse than what we've seen right now. So that's the big question. I think we shouldn't rule that out because it's a lot about supply chain issues. Um, and if that stays there, of course, then you have a problem. Then you have less growth, you run into recession. But uh, that's why, as I said, it's so important to look at China. If we see some reopening there, at least there could be some relief in the markets. And then maybe this year we, we don't enter recession. That would be our base case. Yeah, that's so, that's so interesting. And then, of course, like you said earlier, you look for that circuit breaker. China could well be that breaker. Now, last question, if I may, Christian, I want to take a step back, actually, to a conversation that you had on Bloomberg Television exactly a week ago. Um, mm -hmm. And you were you know, looking for and searching for the positives in this bear market territory that we're in. And, and you said, and I think, you know, so interesting to so many market participants that this was an opportunity to get back to neutral. Can you explain to our listeners on this podcast what you meant by that and how that positioning would look? Yeah, look, I think um, everyone knows and we have published this that we are underweight in the equity space and I think rightly so because it's really a tough environment. But as I mentioned now, the, the sentiment in the market is so negative. Uh, if you compare, for example, bull bear uh, territory, it's very negative. It's even worse than 2008 in some indices. So, uh, And I think that would mean something because that was a massive recession we saw. Uh, and others, if you look at positioning in the market, very bearish. If you look at other indicators, uh, they show maybe there's a short-term buying opportunity. As I'm saying, like if so many people are so bearish the market, historically, that has not been a bad time to buy. Of course, you probably don't catch the day. But I'm saying if you are underweight equities, I think now to close this gap to a more neutral position could make sense over the next weeks if you get one of the circuit breakers. And I said, could well be end of May beginning of June that we get some at least relief that inflation turns a bit more sideways and no longer upwards. China, maybe some relief. There could be a rally in the market. So saying, okay, we can use that a little bit to go to neutral, but also important to is not that the world is then completely in order, right? We still have massive issues, Ukraine war, inflation is still high, central banks are hiking. So it's not that we're getting overly optimistic, but uh, I just think that uh, the positioning, the sentiment is so negative in the market. Normally it takes then some circuit breakers, here we go, to also, let's say people think if we are not in a recession, then there's also some upside potential. That's what I meant on TV. And I think that uh, triggered a lot of good discussions actually. Certainly did, and very interesting for all of us. Christian Nolting, thank you so much for joining us. This has been your CIO Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. You're with Stuart Haslam, as usual, this time with our Chief Investment Officer, Christian Nolting. Thanks so much for listening, and bye-bye for now. This podcast may be considered marketing material. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. 
The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The product, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank.